Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode 345 on the 29th of June. I didn't do the 349 like I normally do. Uh, welcome to In My Mug. This week's a little bit different. Uh, we haven't done a blend for a long time. Um, these, these two don't talk. We did, so Stafford is having a cycling event um, on the uh, it, 3rd and 4th of July. Thanks for the beacon in the background there. That's the... Uh, that's the organiser of uh, the said event. And these two guys are participating in it. So can you tell the people at home a little bit about who you are and kind of like how many gold medals you might have and like that or how many races you might have won and, and stuff. So start with you, Andy. So I'm Andy Tennant, um, world and European champion. Um, I win the odd bike race every now and again, um, but generally just mess around with coffee and drink <laughs> Steve's coffee. He's a bit of a big deal, this guy, like part of D Team GB. Yeah, Team GB, so uh, on the Olympics in London and Rio uh, bound, so yeah, I'm all right every now and again. And I'm, yeah, Liam Hollihan, I haven't got any gold medals like Andy, uh, focus mainly on the road, right for uh, Madison Genesis, a British-based team, uh, internationally and domestically. Liam's playing himself down a little bit there too because he's a bit of a legend in the cycling. Like you go up to men in Lycra, they get excited by these two. Like they really, really do. Uh, and it's a real big honour to have you here. And you're both customers and you're both into your coffee. So before I kind of go on to what we're going to be doing in a bit, tell me why cycling and coffee go so well together. Uh, well, my cycling sort of coffee relationship started when I lived in Italy for three years. Um, caffeine was banned as a stimulant to start with in cycling until Coca-Cola sponsored the Olympics and the Tour de France. Then the, the ban sort of got lifted a little bit and you're allowed two cans of Coke. But uh, yeah, cycling obviously it's quite a good pick-me-up, um, releases sort of endorphins and yeah, it's sort of quite well renowned as a sort of stimulant that helps pre uh, improve performance. So uh, see all the weekend warriors going down and having coffees and uh, and yeah, that's where it started from, from, for me. and. Um, yeah, my obsession's grown and it's cost me quite a bit of money so far, but luckily I don't have to pay for push bikes, so uh, get spent on uh, Slayer coffee machines, etc. This man has a one-group Slayer in his kitchen, which he traded in for his one-group Spaziali, so like twin boiler Spaziali that he used to have as well. So Liam, t tell us a little bit about kind of how coffee and cycling kind of works with you. Yeah, well, I, I love going to the cafe, so um, I ride to the cafe, meet Andy, have a have a brew and then ride home and as a result I've carved a career out of doing that. Uh, I had the uh, I had the machine that Andy had the, the Speziali uh, yeah. S1 Mini uh, and what was the grinder called? Malcone K30. K30. So yeah. Professional kit then. Yeah, like <laughs> that's that's our little hobby sort of thing. Like we we bike for a living, so we don't spend our money on his bikes, so we spend it on our coffee. So. And I think you get a lot of as you say. I'm, I'm not going to call them weekend warriors because they might beat me up. You can get away with that one. But a lot of like the enthusiast in biking, they will like have a destination of a cafe to kind of go out to as like the, the aiming point, yeah. isn't it? Have a coffee, then then yeah. kind of come back. Where's a good cafe that if you're cycling you can kind of head to? Where where do you guys kind of tend to hang out? Anyone on the Has Been app is a good place to start, obviously. <laughs> Jeez, he's so good. I know. Like, you've done so much right. sponsor work, haven't you? No, I'm a sponsor dream, man. <laughs> corporate dream, corporate dream. No, like, um, yeah, there's there's obviously a lot of cafes and this, the sort of specialty coffee is, um, is grown within the coffee shops, you know, obviously. 10 years ago, <clears throat> Costa, etc., would be, you know, the norm, whereas mm -hmm. now everyone, there's a lot of sort of bike-specific cafes, you know, Rafa, for example, one of my sponsors, has obviously quite a few which are, you know, renowned for their sort of, they've linked the coffee and the cycling thing pretty well. Yeah. Um, 
obviously for, for us as um there's Look, two Mom, no hands is another yeah. one that pops into my mm. mind that I, I love going into there yeah. uh you know it's kind of really got that whole casual feel about it but it's a bike shop with an yeah. espresso machine exactly like. and then for us really the local ones we go to is sort of the what Shrewsbury Coffee House or yeah. there's one in Ironbridge as well which I can't remember the name of which actually does has been as well I 86, mean, 86 which does very nice food as well yes yeah. so yeah cakes is coffee is important but cakes is also of you know, importance, you know, you don't want and to And you've got a few around, but like, it's like Manchester as well, yeah, I'm trying to think, is it Coffee Fix? Yeah, Coffee Fix in Manchester, and uh, Cook and Baker in Wilmslow, which is obviously where all the wags hang out, so it's, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously I'm engaged, so Lauren, this is, I'm just hanging out in front of the boys, but it's full of attractive <laughs> sights as well. And and um, Manchester seems to be kind of a place where, because of the velodrome, I'm guessing, and because like the British cycling are based there, aren't they, as well, in Manchester. Yeah. So there's quite a scene kind of started at the same time as cycling happened. So I'm thinking, like, places like um, TAC, yeah, North, uh, Tea North Tea Power. Yeah. Um, where else is there in there? Grindsmiths on the uh, Grindsmiths, exactly. So there's loads of really cool places there. And I just find this link with coffee and cycling, just, it's weird. It, yeah. it, it really does. I mean... I remember during the Olympics, uh, Sir Chris taking a picture of his espresso machine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, he put the bags of has been on the top that I was like retweeted there. Yeah. Um, I kept yeah. going that, did in London. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every time we got a little gold bag for it. Yes. And they had to go through customs essentially and get scanned and x rayed and everything until we could get it. But yeah, no, Chris travelled everywhere with his uh, Giotto rocket yeah. um, to Rio. Well, and then Phil Hines, the, the guy I'm with who's living in my house, he's got a rocket as well and he's. He takes that everywhere, so yeah. It's I need to get something slightly more portable than the Slayer now to just travel around the world. I mean, got a, a V60, but yeah, it doesn't seem to. Aeropress is yeah. easier. Yeah, it's easier. <laughs> in the last year's tour, uh, two years ago, because me and Andy were in the same team, we travelled around and uh, I brought the Aeropress, Andy brought the uh, the V60, and we had the pour over kettle going, yeah. didn't we? And, so you're, you're Team Madison, aren't you? So yeah. that, that's where you I'm, used to be. I'm Team Wiggins now, so yeah. Arca, Arca Billy Big Boots here with his yeah. mate Brad. Yeah. Well, the yeah, Commonwealth Games, there's a picture of uh, Brad wanted a coffee. Like, I, was, I think I never pressed with me and he yeah, just sort of won the Tour de France the year before and they, there's a picture of him grinding his own coffee because I was like, well, if you're going to want one, I ain't grinding it for you. Well, so there he was. it's weird you should say that, but shortly afterwards he ended up buying an Aeropress yeah. and a whole heap of Oh, yeah, because I, I directed him two years, like, right, this is what I want. I like it, I like it. Um, so, what we're going to do today is, uh, for this... Sorry, Paul gets upset if I don't regularly hold this up and go, I wholeheartedly endorse this product or thing. Um, but for the Cycling Festival, we're going to create a blend, and you guys are very kindly uh, coming, because I'm sick of creating blends, I have to do it all the time. Um, so, you guys are going to create it. So, to build a blend, we need a few things in there, and I'm kind of... What kind of things do you look for in an espresso? So, like... You know, is it sweetness? Is it acidity? What, 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 what do you tend to be your primary driver for a blend? Sweetness is your base, I think, isn't it? And then, it is. Um, that's where obviously you, you starting point, I imagine, and um, it's when that I, you know, you, you're looking for. Um, I drink a lot of single origins at home. Um, yeah. You know, got the kick to, to do it, shall we say? What, what, what coffees tend to be your favourites, Liam? I mean, what would you like? Uh, are you an African kind of guy where you like that, like big acidity or complexity, or something like a central where you like sweetness? And yeah, definitely. I think it's more of like a, an acidity one that yeah. I prefer. Uh, like yesterday with the Shrewsbury Coffee House, and they have uh, acidity. This is, they do. I think it's they their do. blend, and that's yeah, really like bright and fruity. And I quite enjoy something like that. Yeah. So we're gonna get something fruity. What we're also gonna try and do is make a blend that works really well in espresso and in brew. 
rude as well so we're going to try and kind of cross it across the two because not everybody's yeah. got a slayer sitting at no, home but also for us for traveling you know there's we, we obviously travel with aeropresses so for us it's essential if you can get one that works in both then uh, means that you can uh, buy a couple of bags at a time and, and take it with you as well so it's it's great so that's what we, we're definitely going to try and do we've got nine coffees that we're going to go and cup in there yeah. um, three three and three so three for that sweetness base that we talked about three for the acidity that you I think we're going to end up you're going to be going choosing mm-hmm. the acidity one and then we've got three that I think are really interesting that are going to bring some kind of complexity to it not necessarily all acidity or all sweetness but interesting flavors so you're going to choose them we're going to pull some different shots of different percentages and then we're going to come back in just a minute and taste them and uh, come up with the descriptors for it sounds good cool right so we're back and we're going to try um the espresso first of all and then we'll explain what we've built so um So it's really sweet, first of all. I think that's, and I love espresso that's sweet, but there's some kick in here. <laughs> there's like, I'm getting a little bit of like dark cherry. Um, it's very kind of like mouthfeel. It's very thick and glupious and honey-like. Um, and what, what are you guys thinking? Mm. I love the acidity in it as well. I think that's what we talked about before. Mm-hmm. That's what I really like. I think it goes really well with summer as well. Summary, yeah. see, we, we, we built it with an idea. So yeah. we've gone with 50% of the Finca La Cumbre, which is a, a farm in the Central Valley in Costa Rica. It's our second year of buying from La Cumbre. Um, and it's the uh, dried on raised beds one. So for those who in the know, will know which one we're talking about. And we've gone 50% of this. And that is kind of to give us that thick candy floss sweetness, the stickiness, the mouthfeel. And I think that really comes through kind of quite well on yeah. there. And then we went with 30% of the Colombian Finca Buena Vista, uh, which is the caramel, again, mouthfeel. You know, there's a really kind of high thing here, but like green apple and the green apple acidity. I don't think it necessarily comes through the blender's green apple, but there's an acidity there that's kind of much more citrusy uh, and bright. And then 20% of the Finca Limoncillo natural funky Pacamara. Now, this one stood out on the table as a, as a fun component yeah. to go in there, didn't it? And that's the cherry. And I think that's the dominant part of this, even though it's 20%. Um, it really is that kind of cherry funkiness. Um, so, save some space for the brewed version. So I've brewed a Chemex of it as well. So the name. I didn't come up with the name. We blame Paul for that one, who's yeah. standing behind the camera there. But um, wide-eyed and legless, why would this have a cycling connotation? Uh, it's named after a book. Okay. Uh, what, what was it? Wide, wide-eyed and legless. It was about the Halfords. Yeah, the Halfords team when they rode the Tour de France, so it's playing words okay. uh, with that book. Yeah. yeah. So wide-eyed and legless is, is the blend name. Actually, in the Chemex, that funkiness has disappeared mm. a little bit. It's much smoother and much more yeah, sweeter. Definitely. Um, not quite as in your face, is no, it? You can smell the strawberries, though. Mm. Yeah. Smell the old eaten mess, as I like to call it. He came up with his own descriptor for the funky Pacamara, which I, I actually think he's bang on the money as yeah. well, because it is yeah. strawberries and cream, but it's got that that whole black cherry thing going on in there as well, the eaten mess it's stuff. which mashed up. Yeah. Definitely the candy floss as well. Mm. You really mm. smell that. So, um, Stafford Cycle, <laughs> I endorse this product or thing. Um, 
people can just come along to the town centre and watch it on the Friday night and see you guys yeah. racing. Are you also doing the Saturday as well? Yeah, it should be. So there's a Kermess on Saturday. Um, I can't even remember what it's called That's now. Sugar. Yeah, Sugar yeah. Hall, that's the one, yeah. And then the, the crits on the, the Friday night in the town centre. So um, it's um, an hour's crit, so you get to see us every lap. Probably doing, probably, is it about a minute a lap normally? Just yeah, over, so yeah. So we're yeah, looking at doing sort of 50 laps, so you see it's quite a lot. Um, it's the closest that you can sort of get to, to bike racing other than sort of track racing, um, a lot of road racing, you know. it's. I think it's a, course, it's a course that looks like it could have occasional accidents on it. Oh too. yeah, there's always, always pick your corner well. Um, <laughs> if it's wet, it'll be tremendous crashing and that's what everyone likes to see. Wow. It's, if I was watching the bike race, I always go for the most dangerous corner. <laughs> always go for the dangerous corner. So, and I've also heard that the, the MC is going to be amazing. They've got a real top draw guy in to come and do all of the interviewing. Yeah. And the, yeah. The, yeah. Apparently it's bankrupted the event though. Bankrupted the event, his <laughs> fee was so high. <laughs> Undisclosed figure. Undisclosed, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now I'm going to be um, asking all the stupid questions as you're going round and round in circles. So why are they going round in circles like that? And all the yeah. interesting ones. But it's going to be a good day. Uh, there's lot you can actually get involved, and people can go on the course beforehand as well and do races. So, um, what's the website? Rightstaff.co.uk. Rightstaff.co.uk. So uh, go take a look. Uh, hope to see you there, guys. Thank you for helping thank make this blend. Yeah. Um, it's been fun, um, yeah. and hopefully everybody enjoys it. I look forward to hearing feedback from you guys. But do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee, and too short to not go to good bike races. <laughs>